Hello, and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. This book is all about how we receive and give love. Because after all, isn't love what makes the world go round? It is my belief that every human wants a good connection with another person, but why are relationships so hard sometimes? One of the problems is simply communicating love to your partner and vice versa. Think about all the relationships you've had in the past. Have you ever tried to show your partner love and it wasn't received well? You wonder to yourself, why aren't they appreciating me more? Because I'm trying to give them what I think they want. This can be a source of frustration in the relationship because you think you are showing your partner love, but they are perceiving it as you not trying. So these conflicts can happen because everyone receives and experiences love differently. Gary Chapman has five different ways which we receive love, which are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. I will go into each in a little bit more detail later. But first, this book gives us some insight into love itself. If you've ever fallen in love, you know how consuming it can be. You think about the person all the time. You you have a euphoric feeling. It's like nothing you've ever experienced before. But that period of being in love can only last up to about two years according to research. And then you kind of get into this maintenance phase, but you may think, oh, we're not in love anymore, or this isn't the right relationship for me, because the loss of that love high may leave you feeling like something has failed in the relationship or it was not meant to be. Now, the concept of, quote, the one is partly something that derails us from working hard in relationships because I think there are many people out there that could be compatible with us, but it takes two committed people trying really hard to make it work after that initial being in love phase. And that's not to say that sometimes you are in the wrong relationship and when you discover that, it's best to go your separate ways and find someone that is right for you. A metaphor that Gary Chapman uses in the book is that we all have this love tank within us, kind of like a a gas tank, that we operate best in relationships when our tank is full and we're receiving the right kind of gas. Or in this case, we're receiving the right kind of love language. So if you're one of those lucky people where you're head over heels in love for about two years and everything your partner do seems magical and fills your tank. Well, that's great. But eventually, as we all know, if you're in a relationship long enough, we have to work at it and reality hits. So it's important to know what fills your partner's tank and what you can use to keep it full. Now it's human nature to think, 
what we like, someone else likes. Because if it fills our tank, why wouldn't it fill our partner's tank? So often the love language we give our partners is the one that we want to receive. And we have to recognize that that may not be what our partner wants and figure that out. And I think this is a good activity to do with your partner to promote communication so they understand what fills you up. There are five love languages, but a lot of times people have more than one. Sometimes people say they have all five. And there are a ton of quizzes you can take online if you're not sure what your love language is. Words of affirmation are phrases you may say to your partner to make them feel good about who they are or what they do. So think of things like compliments, encouragements, remarks that express kindness, or shows that you support them or that you have their back. So this is really positive reinforcement that you give your partner. So what are some examples of this? You can say, I believe in you, you're so talented, and you can do things like compliment their appearance or let them know you support their dreams and want to help them along their way. I think it's important to note that when you're complimenting someone or supporting them or encouraging them, it should come from an authentic place because if it doesn't, it will seem condescending to the person if you're just saying things you do not believe. So really, when you're complimenting your partner, it should come from an authentic place. Next up is quality time. This is time that you set aside with your partner that's solely focused on them. That means no distractions. Put away that phone, look them in the eye, be with them 100%, and show them you care to be with them. This could be as simple as a meaningful conversation where you're fully engaged. It does not have to be fancy dates, but time out together where you are present. Talking together, walking together, carving out time where it's just you and your partner so that you can have meaningful experiences. Hey, and it's always good to experience new things with your partner because that adds a level of excitement and hits the quality time button. Next up is gift giving. For some, a gift is what shows them that you love them because when you give someone a gift, you think about them, you think about what they like, what they would want to receive, and it's not about how much it costs. It's the act of going out, getting it, making it, and showing your partner how you feel about them. And in my mind, gift giving is more about the thought of the person when you're not with them than the actual money you spent on the gift. The fourth love language is acts of services. So this is helping your partner with things which you know they would appreciate help with. It can be anything from helping the kids with homework, doing bills, taking up the housework, vacuuming. It's different for everyone, but it should be something that you know your partner doesn't want on their plate and you go and do it to take it off their plate. So it's showing your partner that you're willing to do the hard work to make their day easier. So that is acts of services and it can come in many different forms. 
Next up is physical touch. And we all need a little bit of this, but some people like to be touched more than others. But as babies, humans need physical touch to thrive. So why would this be any different in adulthood? Sometimes you can express the physical touch love with simply holding hands or cuddling. But if your partner loves physical touch, you might want to do a lot of it and be intentional with physical touch and find ways you can show your partner more that you are physically engaged with them. Even if it's cuddling more with them while watching TV or simply holding their hand during a difficult conversation. So take some time to learn your own love language and communicate that with your partner and be just as curious about what your partner likes to receive as love. And if your partner has more than one love language, try to spice it up and add in different ways to show your love. The author talks about when the honeymoon phase is over, how to keep the love alive. And because the divorce rate is so high, they highlight different successes that couples may have in maintaining love after marriage. So many couples think that finding love is all there is to it. And this is a myth. We find love, but then we have to maintain it. Or some people don't have the stamina or desire to do the work that keeps love fresh and romantic. Possibly people don't know what it means to be loving to their partner, maybe because they didn't have great love role models. Because not everyone grew up with two parents that had a secure attachment and loved each other in the right way. The emotional intelligence movement didn't even start to take place until the 1990s. So a lot of this stuff we are learning and relearning. And oftentimes we learn our lessons the hard way, but it doesn't mean we can't learn. So what are three questions you can ask to discover your primary love language? Number one is what does your partner or spouse do or fail to do that hurts you most deeply. The opposite of what hurts you is probably what your love language is. So if you're really disappointed at anniversaries because your partner doesn't give you gifts, this could be because gifts are your love language. Or are you frustrated and hurt time and time again when you don't get help around the house? Maybe acts of service is your love language. The second question to ask is, what have you most often requested from your spouse? The things you request are likely the things that would make you feel most loved. So are you asking for dates or quality time and you're not met with that request? Like, oh, I'm too busy. I have work. I have this. I'll be traveling. Then maybe that is a frustration for you that you need to talk with your partner about and read the five love languages together and be able to communicate that because who doesn't want a better supportive relationship? It's worth it, I promise. And number three, in what way do you regularly express love to your spouse? Your methods of expressing love may be an indicator of how you want to be loved. So if you're always giving gifts to your partner, that's probably your love language. So figure out theirs so they can feel loved too. 
And the funny thing is, when you start to give your partner what they need, they tend to be more receptive to give you what you need. So it doesn't have to start with your partner. It could start with you figuring out their love language and starting to pour into their bucket and their tank first. Once they're on full, maybe that's a good time to bring up what you need. So if your love has hit a rut or a rough spot, hopefully you won't give up yet, but possibly give the love languages a try to see if you can turn things around. After all, as they point out in the book, marriage takes hard work, relationships take hard work, but learning each other's love languages can make it easier and provide you with a guide on how to show your partner love. And the purpose of the book is to keep your love tanks filled and communicate more with one another when you're feeling empty or low. And by learning the love languages, you can work together with your partner to fill up your tanks in an emotional way that helps your relationship run smoother forever. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast on the five love languages. Have a great day.